Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Amy Ward Brimmer, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Newtown, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia. She's been an Alexander teacher for 15 years. She has a background as an actor and director. She's uh, been an uh, served on the faculty of Yale University, their opera training program, the Hart Conservatory. Brooklyn College, also Brooklyn College. She's also a certified childbirth uh, educator and a doula. Uh, but today we're going to talk about a topic that um, a little unusual for our podcast, but boredom and what the Alexander Technique uh, has to say or could help people with that, how it could help people with that issue. Uh, Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Um, before we begin with boredom, um, how about a very short uh, description of the Alexander Technique for our listeners who may not know what it is? Okay. Um, the Alexander Technique is a way of learning to move mindfully through life. Uh, it's a way of uh, learning to identify... Um, Normally, mostly unconscious patterns of held tension in the body and inefficient ways of moving. Uh, and it gives us um, the opportunity to look at how we're thinking um, in any activity, and changing the way we think will change our experience and how we move. Um, it's a learning process, it's not a treatment, although it certainly has therapeutic effects. Um, but it's a way of learning more about ourselves and it gain, we gain, um, the skill to pay attention to and build awareness, um, moment to moment in every activity. Mm -hmm. And to tie that description in with our topic, boredom, um, I would imagine that one sign of boredom or one aspect of boredom is not being terribly in the moment self-aware, but being <laughs> kind of in, in some other state with that, yeah, and not such a um, aware state. Right. Well, I think that whenever I've been... Um, aware in the present moment, there's always a whole lot going on. And it's almost impossible to be bored if you're present to yourself. So boredom to me is a disconnection from mm -hmm. the present moment. So that's, that's one way to think of it. Um, but there are also many times in life where we have to wait or we have, I was just even thinking a few minutes ago, this phrase downtime you know, on the job particularly, um, and some jobs more than others, um, in a meeting or um, really anywhere. There, there can be times where what we're engaged in is just not that interesting. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and I think boredom is the way that we shut off. So uh, whenever I come back to myself, whenever I notice that I'm bored and frustrated, what I also notice is that I'm pulling down a lot of time. I'm kind of collapsing or pulling in on myself. Um, and so Alexander work uh, gives me the opportunity to sort of wake up a little bit and notice how am I breathing, how am I sitting or standing. And 
um, I might still be kind of bored with the activity I'm doing, especially if it's repetitive um, or the person I'm listening to is boring or, you know, if it's a presentation or something. But it automatically brings me back into my body and there's always a lot going on. Right. I think that's an interesting observation about boredom and um, increased physical tension. Uh, I I think it's probably another way of saying that is, you know, we all have some underlying habits that may not be that helpful that generally tend to constrict us or tighten us. And if you're in Alexander of Technique, of course, is all about waking us up to noticing them and providing us with a nice simple way of of releasing them but if you're bored and disconnected and not noticing yourself at all those habits can just jump right in there and and take over (laughs) and it might you might be all curled up in a ball before you even have some idea that that's happened and my visual image of that and this is probably unfair to teenagers but uh, I'm sure you see this a lot too. Uh, kids, uh, teenagers, or younger, um, kind of fiddling with their their electronic equipment, their iPhones, and so on. But in a kind of a bored way, they're they're uh, you know they're kind of almost like desperately find, trying to find something to engage them, and they look really bored, and they often exhibit. the worst aspects of their posture at that point. Absolutely, that image of I have curled over. (laughs) So you see it firsthand. I I do, and and even when you know preteens will say, you know, kids lying around the house, I'm bored, you know, and and just look at their bodies when they say that. I think completely slumped and yeah, yeah, uh, almost defeated. Right. Kind of posture. And, you know, the interesting thing as you were describing that, I realized that as a parent, my my response to that I'm bored complaint is often to offer activities. And I'm wondering now in our conversation if, you know, and that never works, you know, why don't you do this or think of that? And they're always like, no. And it it, two things have come to mind. One is that boredom is a form of resistance to what Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Um, And secondly, it may be better to just um, from a mindfulness perspective, to just say, yes, you're bored. This is boring. You know, notice yourself in your boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. that automatically then shines a light of consciousness on and what is. And um, it, the solution to boredom may not be to do something. You know, right, it may be. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Maybe just notice it pay attention to yourself yeah so the the alexander technique of course is all about developing your conscious your conscious ability in in certain useful ways so is is part of what you're saying that once you learn those skills you they'll be available to you and if you do get bored and you can remember that oh i have this alexander uh skill I can bring it to bear. I could start paying attention to my breathing or how I'm standing or how I'm walking. And that's a pr- that, that can be pretty interesting. Uh, is, is that part of what you're saying, that just having that ability will make it easier for you to, less likely for you to be bored, let's say? Absolutely. I think it's been um, uh, sort of saved my sanity a, a few times <laughs> when I think of, you know, every time I apply that Alexander uh, skill to 
noticing what I'm doing in any given moment. If the moment is I'm bored, yes, it's it's endlessly fascinating to me uh, to notice, you know, how is my weight falling through my, you know, skeleton? How am I breathing? As you said, you know, where can I let go that I don't need to be holding? Um, how much less effort can I have in this moment of boredom? Um, and then a lot of a lot of interesting things are going on. And then I sort of start to notice uh, something outside of myself. Maybe my eyes open a little. Maybe I look around and notice how bored everybody else is too. Or you know, um, it takes you both into yourself in a sense, and also brings you out of that uh, sort of self-indulgent. I'm bored. Um, the other way that I think that I've noticed myself and others. Um, I don't know if boredom is the right thing, but there there are many times, um, I, as you mentioned, I was a doula. I, I'm not doing it as much anymore, but for about 10 years, I, I was uh, pretty consistently assisting at births. And there's always periods of time during the labor process where apparently not a whole lot is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might surprise people who think of birth as this big emergency and, and super uh, exciting and thrilling. But a lot of the long hours of labor require one to just be patient and present. And it's easy, actually, to get bored during that process Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and frustrated. And and there are many other examples of that where um, an activity you might be engaged in takes place over a long period of time. And so there's these pockets of potential boredom. And and Alexander work has certainly um, supported me in in not letting myself check out during those times because it's important to stay aware and connected um well sometimes it's certainly i would imagine in a childbirth situation it's very important not to let the boredom get to the point where you're not as physically functional as you might want to be yeah uh, or mentally uh, because that 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 closing in of your body uh, comes along with or is maybe caused by some closing in of your mind as well Um, but there are also I mean there are a lot of jobs we talked in an earlier podcast about emergency room physicians and nurses where you know often when 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 we're actually if we actually are in an emergency room as a patient it may seem like there's a lot going on partly because we're there (laughs) but but um but uh, there's also a lot of times when nothing's happening, and um, y- you know, it, 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 a trap could be that you would kind of go into this bored state, and then you it might be a little tricky for you to jump out of it uh, as quickly as you'd like when something comes up. So uh, that's that's uh, maybe another example of of what we're talking about. Yeah, I, well, I think one one of the wonderful things about Alexander Technique is it does um, give you the skill to be prepared, mm-hmm. um, not prepared in the sense that you're um, tense and holding on and anxious and the kind of startle reflex that most of us are in a lot of the time, um, but the actual open preparedness for anything. So in the example that you just mentioned, uh, for an emergency room worker, it's much harder to be responsive and ready if you have this, if you're sort of at this negative deficit of being pulled down and, and kind of closed down, and then you have a much farther place to come up from when your services are needed in the immediate situation. And I think that's true in, 
in all aspects of life. It's just not as dramatic as, say, emergency room workers. But mm-hmm. um, but that's a wonderful thing that Alexander uh, discovered and, and taught. And, um, and that's really unique, I think, about Alexander's work is that um, we're not asking people to really in a sense, learn anything new, but to actually return to um, that s- state of readiness that you see in a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in many animals, for example, I'm, I have an image of a, a cat uh, look, um, observing a, a mouse, perhaps, and waiting for the mm-hmm. opportune time to pounce. Um, not exactly a nonviolent image there, but the, the, <laughs> the cat... Uh, is is typically very still, but I I don't think you could say the cat is bored or fixed in any way. <clears throat> it, you know, the cat's ready, in an extreme state of readiness, really to to do what needs to be done when the moment is right. And as you said, small ki- small children have this um, as part of their birthright for the most part. Unless unless a, a child has been uh, abused in some way, children even in you know early five, six, even up to say five or six or seven years old, typically are very much that way. A, a school often does them in later. Yes, but, yes, um, it does. That's a whole other podcast. Mm, there's another podcast <laughs> right there. But um, th- that that is our natural state, and there are people that we have or can think of who have never lost that um i i think uh someone like fred astaire for example um Mm -hmm. maintained that you know into into old age basically and if you look at his movies um there there are forget the dance scenes just look at sort of ordinary you know conversational scenes or where nothing dramatic is going on and maybe someone else is doing most of the talking or action and Fred is simply observing or being there, there is no sense of him being bored or not present. He's totally present. He is one of my favorite uh, folks to look at for that, and I yeah. used to assign that to my actors to, <laughs> to oh, he, watch to Top me, Hat or something is, because, yes, for that very He's so reason. accessible. You know, you can his movies mm-hmm. are on TV all the time. And again, I stress not just those amazing dance scenes which you know are pretty dramatic but just the ordinary stuff uh, uh him just walking or standing up or sitting down and i it'd be interesting to we don't really have this opportunity but to ask fred astaire if he ever got bored i think it's quite possible that he very rarely did. I don't know. That's, that's an interesting thought. Well, I think certainly in his work, probably not. And he seems to me to be one of those people where work and life are sort of seamless. To, yeah, and, that was my sense. I, you know, I, I, don't th- uh, I don't think he did anything special to, to be an actor other than just use his inherent abilities in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy, is there anything else that you would like to say on this topic of boredom and the Alexander Technique? Well, I would just encourage people to notice when they're bored and use that as an opportunity to wake up a little more to themselves and um, notice how much they might be resisting the present moment and get fascinated with what might be going on, you know, Mm because there's there's an endless supply of information always in the body. Yeah, I I would elaborate on that just a little bit. Um, uh, 
I mean, most people who are bored, you know, will say, I'm bored. But um, to get them to take the next step and maybe ask, ask themselves, well, how do I know I'm bored? Mm. Um, you know, what's telling me that I'm bored? And then um, if they notice, uh, typically, if they're at all skilled in doing that, which they would be if they had any Alexander experience, or they might just have it on their own, uh, if they notice they're doing something physically with themselves that's not terribly helpful, like scrunching themselves up a bit, then that opens up a whole world of opportunities. It's it's like, oh, this is something I don't want to do, and how can I stop doing it? Which is really what the Alexander Technique is all about. Finding out what you're doing you don't want to, and developing a very specific skill set for saying no to those patterns. Yes, it's extremely liberating in that way. It's extreme, that... <laughs> so, yeah, bad th- I quote, bad thing, you notice a quote, bad thing, but instead of, oh, my God, it's bad, you, you, you have a tool to say, ah, how is it bad? How interesting, and how can I uh, let go of that? Right, and so boredom can be a message to ourselves right. for an opportunity, yeah, absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Well, um, and I would think that that could be a really useful skill for parents to be able to teach their kids um, as part of the parenting process. Um, so, yes, absolutely, and teach themselves too, I guess. I, and and with uh, and my take on parenting is always, um, you know, not unique, but uh, that if you want your children to develop a, in a certain direction, then you need to model that yourself. Totally. Yeah. So. They're going to get their cues from you. They're going to be watching you like a hawk. And if you if what you say and what you do don't match, they'll figure that out pretty quickly. I, I'm sure you've noticed that, right? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, good good at, they're really exactly. good at that. <laughs> Well, maybe on that note, this would be a good time to, to bring our conversation uh, to an end. Uh, my, my guest today has been Amy Ward Bremer, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Newtown, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And if what we've been talking about intrigues you and you live in the Philadelphia area, we'll put a link to Amy's website by the conversation. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we'll put a link to a site where you can find you can find out more about the Alexander Technique and find a teacher in your area. Amy, thanks so much for being on the show. It's a great pleasure. Thank you, Robert. <laughs>